It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. We are doing it. We are doing the video. You, you can listen to Locked On Wolverines. You can watch it. Whatever you want to do. Uh, apparently, it had launched and no one... Well, someone told me, but it was in my junk mail. But such is life, especially during the season. <laughs> I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, we are still going to continue talking about this Washington game. Uh, there's a lot to to still kind of talk about. I think that I, I still want to kind of go back to some of the themes that we uh, talked about a little bit yesterday, especially because Jim Harbaugh uh, was very cognizant of your, you, the people, the things that you were saying coming out of the uh, <laughs> coming out of the game. And I, just based off of what reactions I got from the morning drip uh, from yesterday, I kind of want to get into it a little bit. So we will do that. We will uh, we will address some of that stuff. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Andrew Suber, uh, who had said I asked him yesterday at uh, the Monday press conference, were you aware of Jackson Sermon's comments? He said yes. Uh, I thought that he had some interesting things to say. We'll hear what he had to say or watch, depending on what medium you are partaking in here. So uh, I think it will be it'll be fun. It'll be worthwhile. And we'll just kind of touch on some other kind of ideas as far as that's concerned. Uh, pro football focus is going to be tomorrow instead of today. We are going to have Anthony Treesh, which is going to be super cool. Uh, obviously, love Anthony. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, he, he's the guy that makes it all work in my opinion. Uh, I mean, they, they're all great, but Anthony, Anthony is the, the big get I feel from pro football focus. So excited to hear uh, his breakdown of the Michigan Washington game tomorrow. But, uh, before we obviously get into that, we have today's show, the Tuesday show, the Tuesday evening show, essentially it's late afternoon at this point, but depending on when you're watching it, uh, it'll be at a much different time. Uh, anyhow, uh, the, the big consternation has continued to be this idea that Michigan should not have done what it did against Washington. And the reasons why is that there should be, that they should have 
gotten Cade more practice, essentially practice reps against live competition uh, as far as throwing the football, uh, that uh, you're not going to be able to beat other teams this way. Here's a couple different things when it comes to that. Uh, Washington has a really good defense, and we knew that going in. Regardless of what the fact that they lost, it's Washington's offense that has had the issue, not the defense. Uh, Washington's defense still, uh, I believe one of the scores is from Montana, and I very much could be wrong. I'm pretty sure one of the scores was a special, at least set up by special teams, if not a special team score, but 13 points surrendered overall in that game. Um, and, uh, I mean, they hadn't given up more, as Jake Butt pointed out last week. They hadn't given up um, more than 35 points going back eight years. Uh, they still didn't in this game. They gave up 31. Michigan certainly had it been able to convert would have on that one, the, the goal line stand, uh, then that would have been a different story. Would probably would have game probably would have ended 38 to nothing or not to nothing, but to to 14 or 10. Sorry, I clearly don't know what the score was, but uh, nonetheless, I, I I think that that's a there's certainly a point. That yes, would have liked to see them work the passing game a bit more. We'll talk about that on Wednesday with Jake Butt uh, on X's and O's. But uh, it's I I have no problem in retrospect with the way that things went, right? Because they ran. I I just want to reiterate: Michigan ran fifty six times for an average of six yards a carry. There was one long run, super long run, the 67-yarder by Blake Corum. But otherwise, it was just methodical destruction. And if a team can't stop it, no matter what team that is, if you have the lead, I have no problem with it. Now, there are some other issues that I, I wanted to see, like I said yesterday, a little bit more killer instinct in the sense of Michigan was but one big mistake defensively away from it being a one-possession game through a lot of the game. But Michigan's defense held Washington up pretty much the entire game. So that ended up being rendered moot, essentially, because the thing is, when you're watching a game like this, yeah, it's doom can happen at any any point in time, but you can, you can sit there and you can hindsight everything and you can say, well, this could have happened, this maybe will happen. But it's just not the case. And you know what? If, if Michigan doesn't have to, and this is a really good point brought up by Aaron McMahon from MLive on Twitter today, if Michigan doesn't have to show you the tape, right? Like, we haven't really seen the Michigan passing game yet this year too much, right? 15 passes this last week. The week before, Kate only made 11 passes, and J.J. Uh, McCarthy only made six. If Michigan doesn't have to show you that element of its game, it doesn't have to, right? Like, if, if it feels like it can go out there and pass the ball, wouldn't it be better, in a sense, if other teams don't see the breadth of what the passing game looks like? Because there's a little bit of a difference between running the ball and passing the ball. Running the ball, there's really no secret as to what you're doing, right? I mean, there might be somewhat, but I mean, really, it's just it's like Michigan spoke at length about the beat Ohio drill, which is just a typical nine-on-seven drill. Uh there's really no secret to running the ball. You, once you hand it off to the running back, it's what gap are they going to go towards, and can you stop it, right? 
passing the ball is different because you have different route trees, you have different uh, scenarios that you're going to see, and you don't necessarily want to to put that out there. Now, that said, Michigan's going to pass the ball, I would imagine, more against some of these other teams. But there's also no reason to say that Michigan can't beat some of these other teams this way if it can have similar success. If you're able to do to Washington's front what Michigan was able to do, then by all means, just do it, <laughs> you know? It's it's kind of a weird thing that people have an issue with a really resounding win. 31 to 10, Michigan was what, a seven-point favorite, six-and-a-half-point favorite, and won by three scores. And it, it it didn't even feel like it was that close, right? So in with that in mind, if you're Michigan – it, then cool. And Jim Harbaugh talked about that yesterday. And I mean, he, he basically said, you know, there's a couple different ways to travel. You can travel by, you could be Neil Armstrong and travel by air. I mean, he's traveled a little bit more than by air, or you can travel by the ground. We chose to travel by the ground, but we have the capability of traveling by air. It's just happened in this game. We travel by ground. That's the other important thing to remember, right? In a game like this, you aren't, it's like you, you can choose your game plan any given week of what you want to do. If Michigan doesn't feel like it can pass the ball as effectively as it can run, which is what Jim Harbaugh said after the game, said we weren't going to be able to win this game by passing 56 times. So we ran it 56 times. If there's a game where it's like we are not going to be able to run the ball, it's going to be running into a brick wall, they'll pass more, right? Or at least they'll try. So... Yeah, would you like to see more of it now? Absolutely. But uh, another a comment on YouTube I thought was uh, really prescient as well, again on the Morning Drip episode from Monday, was if the numbers were reversed and Michigan ran the ball for 44 yards and passed for 343 yards, we wouldn't be having this conversation, I don't think, right? Because people would just be happy to see a quarterback out there slinging it. We know that Cade can pass the ball. He passed the ball against Rutgers. Rutgers has had a typically very good pass defense. Uh, it, it's been like even in the most moribund years that Rutgers had, it could it could stop the pass pretty well. Michigan in, in its blowout wins over Rutgers generally won the game by running. 2016, Michigan ran the ball mostly all over Rutgers. They had a couple big pass plays. Michigan showed one big pass play, the one of two times that it attempted to go downfield. Uh, in this last game. So it's, you know that they can do it. That was a beautiful throw by Cade and a beautiful catch by uh, Cornelius Johnson. It was put pin perfect right right where it was supposed to be. So you got to feel good about that. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Andrew Stuber comments and why I think this should be very exciting for the do more, say less crowd. Uh, but before we do... College football fanatics, have you heard of Prize Picks? Prize Picks is a daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy. Made easy. I love this, and I know that you will too. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball, soccer, MMA. I mean, you can find just about anything there. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid major players you might not have even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the uh, all of you out there that deposit, make a deposit. Use that promo code locked on. You receive a hundred percent instant deposit. 
match up to $100. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app. You can get it on both the Apple App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, or go to your app store, download the app today. PrizePicks is fantasy, daily fantasy, made easy. Also need to tell you a little something about rockauto.com. You all know how much I love that service. I have used it plenty of times myself, and it's saved me literally thousands of dollars. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. To shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Uh, whether it's for your daily driver or your classic car, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's also remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. Okay, so... Yeah, still getting used to this, uh, doing a whole podcast on video. I did a couple tests, but I never really put it all together. So this will be interesting. Um, hope that this is a welcome change for those of you who decide that you want to watch rather than just listen. Um, but yeah, very excited about it. So anyway, let's, uh, let's demure real quick. I had spoken to Andrew Stuber about, uh, uh, about the the comments made by Jackson Sermon and uh, what he had to say. He said, we are going to stop the run. Like We know they're going to run the ball. We are going to stop it. Didn't say we're going to try to stop the run. Said we are going to stop it. Turns out Michigan heard about it. Here is what, uh, what I asked, and here's what Andrew Stuber had to say. Washington had said before, they're pretty vocal before the game, saying that they intended on stopping the run. Uh, had you heard that before? And with that in mind, when did you start to feel them start to lose confidence in that? Yeah, I mean, Coach Moore definitely made a huge, um, a huge deal of that. You know, uh, I think one of their linebackers said that that you know they're going to run the ball and we are going to stop it. And you know, Coach Moore said that and took it upon us as kind of you know, words of action uh, to take it and. You know, we're in the business of not talking about it or actually doing it and being about it. So I think we went out there, we started running the ball every play. I think that drive where we only ran the ball um, coming out and just, just started just reducing them every play, getting yards, dropping off the ball. You started seeing kind of giving them hope midway through the third and the fourth quarter. Um, they just really um, physically were just getting beaten down. I feel like um, I, we take huge pride in that. It's something we practice every day. It's beat Ohio drills that we mentioned before. And, um, that's Big Ten football, so we're gonna keep doing that. And when we get to Big Ten, you know, league play, whoever rushes for more yards uses the victory. So um, that's something we take huge pride in. We hope to continue doing it. All right, so very interesting, right? To when you hear, especially what he said when it it was 
we're in the business of not talking. We are in the business of actually going out and doing it. Isn't that exactly what people want to hear at this point? Right? We are in the do more, say less. Now, obviously, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of do more, say less. But, I mean, it, you have to like the fact that that is the mentality right now that they have. It's... uh. They, especially when when you you're coming off of the game, Blake Corum asked about, you know, how do you feel after this game? And he says, "Listen, we haven't done anything yet. They're not doing like they did last year. They learned their their mistakes from a year before in the sense of, okay, we we know what happens if we sit there and pat ourselves on the back, congratulate ourselves, no, think we're awesome. They're not doing that anymore. They're like, all right, cool." Next, next battle, Northern Illinois. After that, Rutgers, then Wisconsin, then Nebraska, then, you know, so on and so forth. So that's really good news just to know that they are cognizant of, like, we have goals in mind, and, and we're not going to hit those goals unless we are so locked in. Locked on, maybe. Um, bad. Bad. <laughs> Anyhow, it's... That's everything that you've wanted to to hear from a team that tends to. I used to make these jokes. Me and my best friend Doug, we always make these jokes um, going back into the mid two thousands after the Detroit Pistons won the championship because they were very cavalier about the way that they went about some games. It, it felt so like anytime any other teams in Detroit were like on the verge of winning a championship or and then like maybe had a bad game, thinking the Red Wings in two thousand eight. I was uh I I worked those uh Stanley Cup finals. And I remember it was game 5. They were up 3 to 3 to 1 at that time and could have won the Stanley Cup there on the home ice and we were getting prepped told like you're going to get hit in the face with an octopus cuz they had a lead that by one goal and like getting ready to go on the ice. Couple seconds left in the game. Uh, the the Penguins score and uh, it goes to overtime. Red Wings end up losing. So our joke is like the Pistons ended up showing up in the locker room uh, in the intermission between the third period and overtime or like busting open champagne and saying like, well, go ahead and celebrate. You already won a championship, you know, because that Pistons team was very cavalier after it won the first championship in a lot of ways. Didn't have that killer instinct. This is proof positive that they have a little bit of that killer instinct, right? Because they, they, they very well could have come out of Western Michigan and said, you know what, we fixed a lot of our problems. We couldn't run the ball last year the way we wanted to, but we ran the ball. We couldn't pass the ball the way we wanted to, and we passed with high efficiency. Our defense just couldn't do anything, and we did it against a really potent offense, despite the fact that, yeah, it's in the MAC, but... They're still putting up numbers, right? I remember in 2018, it's it's been a they have a long track record. Western Michigan of having a prolific offense. The week before Michigan played Western, uh, it, I, I think it was was it Syracuse that played, and I think it lost that game, of course, but it it still put up numbers, right? It was like a high scoring game. So Michigan could have rested on its laurels after that, and it didn't. Yeah, Washington has its issues. We'll see what happens when Michigan plays a more potent offense. Probably not going to find one for a while because Wisconsin doesn't exactly look like a potent offense. Perhaps Nebraska's that first challenge. Adrian Martinez is certainly uh, 
done done pretty good, with the exception of week number one. But uh, it's going to be a little while before Michigan finds a potent offense. So certainly it could have just said, you know what? We did it. We're good. Mission accomplished, Banner. Let's do it. Look at Banner, Michael. Rest of development reference for those of you who partake. Anyhow, uh, you got to feel good about what this team did in that light. And the fact that they uh, are not only using that bulletin board material as fuel, and you saw how that worked out for Washington, but just also just being, you know, just being cognizant of we have to show that we can do this and continuously do this. Just winning a big game doesn't mean a lot. I feel like Michigan of years past in recent memory, that wasn't the case, right? They let they, they let a, a big win mean that they'd go into the next game sometimes just kind of lackadaisical. This wasn't the case in that game. All right, let's continue on. Uh, we've got a, a few more things to talk about. Um, I want to talk about some of the game plan stuff that I talked about earlier, and then we'll finish up. But anyhow, it's that time of year again. Football is in full swing now. Really disappointed I didn't end up watching that uh, Raiders-Ravens game. It sounds like it was incredible. I was following along on Twitter, but uh, I was watching a movie, taking some time away from the game for a minute. But you know what? BetOnline.ag. That's your number one spot for pro and football college action this season. Get all of the updated odds, the props, the contest, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head over to BetOnline.ag, sign up today, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, receive that 100% welcome bonus. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. You don't wait. Take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Okay, so let's finish out this Tuesday episode. Tomorrow again, Anthony Treesh from Pro Football Focus to talk Sure, we'll be talking a lot about Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he talked about him a lot in the offseason, the two times we spoke about him, and uh, we'll get a better idea of just how good that Michigan offensive line is and the run game and what he saw from Cade McNamara. Cade didn't grade out bad, right? Like, it, people might feel that way going 7 for 15. Um, certainly want to see more of the vertical passing game. But like I said, Jim Harbaugh said, we have that capability. We just didn't do it this week because we didn't need to. Didn't want to, didn't need to. Worked out fine. So with that in mind, I mean, for all the people say, I want to see something that's going to give me hope for Wisconsin, something that's going to give me hope for Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State. I, I understand you don't want to be burned, but that team inside the locker room knows what it's capable of, right? They practice. That's what practice is for. The coaches look and see how can we exploit what this other team's doing. And actually, that's a this is a really good sign that 
this Michigan team did that because you look at Michigan State last year, what what was the thing that I was saying that they needed to do going into that game? Test the edges. Michigan State's defense was stout in the middle and the edges were ripe for the taking. What did they do? They tested the middle over and over again and it didn't work. This time, Michigan said, we can win up front. We can, we can beat these guys. They threw all kinds of defenses at Michigan. They, they were making adjustments. They were trying to stop the, the Wolverines' rushing attack and could not. That's great coaching, great game planning. And you know what? If, if they go into a game like Wisconsin and say, we can't run the ball against them the way we've run the ball, I'm assuming these last four weeks, because I, I really think they'll probably run against NIU. NIU has had a really good pass defense and not so good run defense. We'll see about Rutgers. And, you know, like I said, Rutgers tends to have a good pass defense. They certainly threw on Rutgers last year. But well, if they, they feel like we can run the ball with impunity against Rutgers, they'll probably do that again too. And then Wisconsin, if, if they go and say, well, we're going to have to pass the ball against Wisconsin, I would imagine that they are going to do exactly that because this was an instance where Michigan looked at this game and said, this is how we're going to win the game, and they went out and executed it. So that's good news. That's what you want. So I wouldn't get too upset about the fact that this game went the way it did. They passed, let's see, well, they, they passed slightly more in the Western Michigan game than they did this one. I think they had more plays this game than they did against Western. But uh, nonetheless, it's if that's how they're going to win a game, are you really going to complain if they end up playing Ohio State and they win the game the exact same way that they did this time and they just didn't pass the ball? And right now that seems to be Ohio State's biggest weakness is inability to, to do much in the uh, stopping the run department. So then the onus goes to the other side of the ball. Can you stop Ohio State? Can you stop its offense? It, remember, it's, it's a multifaceted, multi-pronged approach in the sense of can the offense do what it needs to do while the defense does what it needs to do? And Michigan's defense did its job. It looked really good. You look at what uh, what Washington was able to do in passing the ball. At that point, it was late, and a lot of times it didn't even end up in points, right? So for, a team can pass for 1,000 yards, right? But if they don't score, then who cares? That's just part of the deal. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow, as I said, with Anthony Treesh from Pro Football Focus. So look forward to that. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening and or watching. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.